Hello and welcome back to City Beautiful SC in Orlando City Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Stump, and today is February 5th, 2023. I'm about to say 22. Um, we are in a new year. New year, new Orlando City. Uh, preseason has just gotten underway, so I thought I'd jump on here and talk a little bit about preseason, some of the things coming up. Uh, how our players have looked that we've had some new signings and transfers in, so just going to talk a little bit about some of those transfers uh, and how those players have fared in uh, the preseason games that we've been able to kind of follow through Twitter. I know there were some supporters last night uh, at the Orlando City game in Osceola um, that uh, Orlando allowed to come see the game, so uh, pretty excited because we got some footage, we got some highlights we got some uh, supporters and, and some of the people that write about Orlando City um, able to get into the match and kind of, I guess, report on our first real uh, preseason match with fans. So that was really exciting. So we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about those uh, today. We did have a preseason match, uh, MLS match against Minnesota United, and then we played uh, Florida International University. So uh, two games that I think will just kind of ramped up and geared up towards uh, the latter half of this preseason. Um, the preseason, you know, I think we got a couple more games. We're kind of going to go through the schedule here in a little bit. But first, I want to welcome you guys. This is the second episode. We did not have an episode last week just because there was just not a whole lot happening just before the preseason matches. The boys did report to preseason. It is being held at Osceola Heritage Park, uh, which is down here in uh, the Orlando area. I think it's just about 25 to 30 minutes south of the actual stadium itself, Exploria Stadium in downtown Orlando. Uh, but I want to welcome you back to the episode. If you found this episode um, based off of our last one, uh, thank you for coming in and listening. I really do appreciate the support so far. Had some follows over on Twitter, had some good listens for the first episode of the year, kind of catching up on the preseason. So if you haven't checked that out and you want to kind of know, you know where the team stands and where we're heading into in 2023, I highly recommend going and listening to that episode you can get that episode anywhere that you're going to listen to podcasts. Uh, the main ones like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also I think it was uh, YouTube that uh, most people are getting these podcasts. Uh, we do do a YouTube video along with uh, the audio. So if you want to check out what uh, this face looks like uh, in behind uh, this voice, then check out our YouTube channel. If not, then I totally understand. Um it's, it, you know, it might not be too exciting for people to listen to or watch on YouTube. So uh, you can head over and listen to it anywhere that you get your podcast. But thanks along or thanks again for following along. Um, but yeah, let's get this thing started. Hope you guys are doing well. It's a, a beautiful day here in Orlando. Um, I'm about 25 minutes, 30 minutes from the downtown area as well. Um, that's roughly everybody in Orlando. Uh, just depends on traffic, sometimes 45, depending on the traffic but yeah it's a beautiful day here it's uh in the 70s it is a sunday um the last couple of days have been in the 80s it's a it was a beautiful day yesterday to go and catch a match if you were able to kind of get out and see orlando city because they did allow some of the supporters uh, i think some one of the supporter groups one of the big ones uh in and around um osceola just to kind of take pictures with players autographs I, I know there were some writers that went that kind of cover the game from an outside perspective that's my cat that just jumped up if you're watching the video um she likes to make appearances in this podcast so uh, if you didn't see her in the last podcast that is hazel uh, big lions fan um but yeah she'll make some random appearances so i do apologize if it's a uh, it's a little bit alarming so 
yeah, let's get into what's going on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, today is the 5th. Uh, this recording will go out on the 5th, Sunday, um, is when I usually try to upload these podcasts. Uh, and then I'll probably tweet it out um, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and also again on Monday for those that are catching up on Monday for their podcast uh, on your drive to work or wherever you might be going on Monday morning um, or evening. So hope you guys follow along, but here are a couple things and dates that you guys can be kind of looking out for for Orlando City to kind of give you an idea of when preseason is going to carry on, when it's going to end, and what you guys can do to go see some preseason matches um, or match uh, based on uh, what they've released through the club website, orlandocitysc.com over on MLS.com, um, MLSsoccer.com, sorry. So uh, February 11th, which is Saturday, is going to be a preseason match versus the Colo- – or sorry, uh, there's a one coming up on Tuesday. Sorry, I jumped ahead. I thought I'd read it right. Uh, Tuesday, February 7th, preseason match versus a, an opponent that is to be announced, closed door. Uh, right now, I don't think it is announced as to who they are playing. Um, on Tuesday, on Saturday, February 11th, preseason match versus the Colorado Rapids. The 15th of February is going to be a preseason scrimmage against Stetson University. These are all in Orlando. A lot of the teams that are in colder climates came down to Florida. A lot of them are staying in and around the uh, Orlando area. Also, uh, there are some teams staying just south of us or north of us uh, and kind of traveling, kind of like a spring training, I guess you would say, if you watch some baseball um, coming down for the warmer climates to play here in Florida. Uh, and then on the 18th of February is the first preseason match that they're going to allow all fans to kind of attend. Uh, you can buy tickets over on OrlandoCitySC.com or you can go to MLSSoccer.com, head over to the MLS, or sorry, the Orlando City page, and you guys can actually purchase tickets. I think it's $10 admissions, and we'll kind of go through what that is um, going to entail uh, coming up here um, in just a second. But yeah, you can buy tickets. Uh, you can head in. And watch an Orlando City team that is very exciting. There's been some really good uh, play as of early here in uh, the early stages of the season. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and purchase general admission into that uh, February 18th game, which is a Saturday, the week before they play the Red Bulls at home to open the season, general admission uh, is going to be $10. Uh, the event will be uh, anybody that comes in first come first serve. Uh, and then they also have the season ticket members also receiving complimentary tickets that will grant them access into the Jersey launch ahead of the match. So general admission and season ticket will be able to see the Jersey, uh, the new home kit that's coming out the purple. I know there's been a lot of tweets going around because Facundo Torres was actually on the Apple TV plus uh, new stuff that they launched all the content and you can actually see a good portion of the kit. It looks fantastic. It looks like it's kind of like got static uh, in and amongst the Jersey. So I think it's going to be a brilliant Jersey. I think it's going to be um, somewhat basic, but I think a beautiful basic. So I, I don't think they did anything crazy with this current purple that they're going to be wearing, but I think it's going to be a nice nod to Orlando city and just that purple that we do. We just have grown to love here in the city. But yeah, the general public can claim complimentary tickets to both events by submitting their RSVP via the link on the website through February 11th. So if you go to the link on the website um, and you click on it, it will allow you to submit complimentary um, general ticket uh, request. And you can get that through February 11th 
beginning on February 12th, general admission tickets will then be available for $10 with proceeds going to the Orlando City Foundation. So if you get tickets before the 11th, then you are going to get complimentary uh, tickets into the ticket or the Jersey launch and uh, the preseason match against the New England Revolution. And then if you don't, you are you can donate uh, the $10 by purchasing a ticket and it goes to the Orlando City Foundation. The match will serve as the conclusion of the club's annual kickoff to soccer events, including uh, the Orlando Regional Spelling Bee on February 4th and the 8th. And eighth annual Purple Pride 5K on the 11th of February, both housed at the Exploria Stadium. So a cool little moment for the kids that are going through and doing the spelling bee, but also uh, the pink pride, or sorry, pink pride, purple pride uh, 5K is also going to end uh, and begin there at the stadium as well. So if you guys are interested in that launch event, definitely check out the Orlando City website. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to have some opportunities to see some people, some players, um, and then just, you know, in, in and amongst the fans and getting ready to kick this season off just because I think it will be uh, a very exciting um, time here in Orlando. So definitely check it out. The Jersey launch again will happen that day. Um, and then you will also get to see the New England Revolution. And it kicks off that week-long celebration to – head into the season, which starts on February 25th against the New York Red Bulls. I'll be at the game. My wife actually bought us a little package that does two games. You get to select the second. So we actually selected the Philadelphia Union game in June. So I'm excited about heading out to Exploria Stadium. I'm sure the weather will be beautiful as it usually is around this time of year as we ramp up and get into uh, the later part of February, early March. So I'm excited. Really thrilled to see this new team. Uh, big roster turnover, so uh, I'm really excited to kind of see some of the young players and some of the uh, players that are coming in that are new. And we're going to talk a little bit about those players just because uh, there have been some things happening in the matches that include some of these new additions, which is really exciting. But just to kind of talk again, Martino Ojeda uh, is a designated player. We got the 24-year-old 24 mid, 24 midfielder from Godoy Cruz. Um, and it is in Argentina's premier division, which is the top tier division. Uh, Martino Heda has been phenomenal. He actually grabbed two goals last night as part of a brace uh, in a 3-1 defeat over Florida International. But again, Martin, a very young, talented player, uh, exceptional skills, um, a really exciting and up-and-coming player that a lot of the European clubs kind of had their eye on. Um, they've kind of tabbed the, him as somebody that could be of interest to them later on in the next part of his career. Could be as far as, you know, a couple years, could be next year. Just depends on, I think, on how Martino Ojeda uh, comes in and really adjusts to this league in MLS. We've seen where the adjustment period does take some time, a couple months, six, seven. It just depends on the player, sometimes a whole year, that sophomore kind of uh, burst that a player might have uh, is oftentimes due to the fact that they've been coming in and trying to get used to this league and adjusted to how uh, this league plays because it is a different kind of style. It's that CONCACAF style. It's a little bit more physical um, than some of these other leagues. And I think it's got kind of this uh, bully ball mentality in a little bit, in, you know, in ways where the defenses are a little bit more gritty, grindy, um, and kind of that CONCACAF toughness that you really have to play with. Because we do, we have a lot of the CONCACAF region players. We've got a lot of the um, 
South American players that come up uh, that are used to kind of playing in the trenches against some of those teams that are so talented in the South uh, continent. So it, it is interesting to kind of see just how Martin Ojeda uh, is going to adjust, and he's adjusted perfectly. Um, I know they're playing a college-level opponent yesterday, but all of the highlights that you see. Uh, so there's one goal that is uh, a pretty average goal, one that he should score, one that he should put away. Um, but then the next one that he puts in kind of goes around the keeper on the back or the outside of his foot, puts the ball around the keeper. And then from a very, very tight angle uh, is able to score, um, which I thought he'd run out of room going towards the end line, uh, kind of puts one in through his left foot. Defender can't get to it. And it goes into the or, uh, into the side of the net into the net um, and scores his brace, uh, which was phenomenal. It was a great goal. But again, the talent and the skill that he's displayed in these uh, in these matches that he's played in um, to kind of start the season has been really impressive. Um, and he's kind of somebody I wanted to highlight on the top of the show because he is finally that player that Orlando City has been looking for to be creative in that final third, right? We did have a problem with that last year. And, you know, I, I think it, somewhat to do with the personnel, somewhat to do with not having the consistent nine that we needed, you know, because Eric Ankara um, is, you know, learning this league. Um, Eric John is, uh, I think, going to adjust well this season. I think you're looking over at least 10 to 15 goals. Um, and if he has a really good season, he could be higher just because I think he does have the skill and the ability. He's a very physical striker. Um, and I think he's going to play pretty well. But we'll kind of get more into talking about him as the, as the preseason kind of progresses, he gets more involved. Uh, he did have uh, a game under his belt um, and he did play pretty well. He scored. So, you know, getting chances for a number nine, like Eric John Cara is really important to this team and this, you know, the creative ability of Martino Heda of guys like uh, Facundo Torres, getting guys in the end of the ball in the box um, to be able to put goals away. And I think that's something that this team struggled with last season. And then, you know, you add on the pressure of uh, the defense that was oftentimes hurt. We didn't have that central back pairing that we normally had that was so consistent in Antonio Carlos and Robin Janssen um, that, you know, they weren't consistently healthy. And that's a tough thing for that team just because, you know, they've got a really good team in and around. But if we didn't have a healthy center back pairing, then and, and that's the same way in this league. If you do not have a good center back pairing, the defense is going to lack in this league um, big time because that's where, you know, a lot of them are exposed is just this attacking mentality of MLS. It's a fast paced game over here. You know, the league really does allow for a lot of goals to be scored. If you have good goal scoring uh, players or good, you know, shot creation or good uh, chances kind of created by the outside midfield players, um, you know, some of the backs that play. So it'll be interesting to kind of see this Orlando city team, because I think it's a little bit of a step in the right direction more so than last year, just because I think the attack, if gelled properly is going to be a phenomenal attack. I think you've got three of uh, the top players um, in this league. If you get them all firing on all cylinders and gelled well this year with Facundo Torres, Air John Cara and Martino Ojeda, the three DPs that this team boasts, I think if you get them involved and they're playing extremely well and they're doing what they need to do, this team should fight for the top of the East. Uh, I, I think that they do have that ability along with the healthy defense that we talked about because they do have one of the best shot stoppers in the league in Pedro Galese. Um, so I, I am, I'm excited. Martino Heda, 
the flair that he had in the game yesterday was just fantastic. If you haven't seen the highlights, uh, I highly recommend going over to Orlando City. They just did post the highlights for this year's uh, preseason game against FIU. So head over, check it out, because you will get to see Martino Heda. Um, the second goal, again, like I said, is is definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet, just because of the tight angle in which he scores. The ability to kind of get in and around the keeper using um, some nice skill to feet uh, to get around the defenders uh, and score. And there's been some other impressive pieces just for this Orlando City side. Uh, and a lot of the guys, you know, the, this team hasn't seen the starting 11 that I think it's going to see to begin the season just because Facundo Torres is currently in Uruguay. Uh, he went back to get uh, his visa all squared away. So he is no longer with the team for the preseason. They said midway through the preseason, midway through the month that he should be back. I'm hoping he's back because sometimes those visa things can be kind of an issue where it delays players starts to seasons. And I think that this team really would benefit from obviously having the guys all together on opening day, the 25th, because the more run you get to start the season, the more rust you can kind of knock off because the first, I would say five to 10 games, uh, it's a lot of the team just trying to figure each other out, right? It's trying to figure out, you know, how do we play together? How do we create chances? How do we defend? How do we, you know, put up a fortified wall in front of the net um, just because it's a lot of new guys, um, especially this team in particular, just because uh, a lot of the Eastern teams at the top of the East who we're going to be fighting for, for positioning, I think um, in the top four of the East, at least is, you know, they're, they're a team that have had their core guys together for some years um, that I think will be challenging. You've got New York city FC, who's got, um, still some of their players intact that I think are going to be pretty talented. And then NYCFC always adds players because they do have the money to do so. I think, you know, they're definitely weaker than they had been, um, but it's definitely a team that has played together uh, for years and, and their core group has stayed somewhat intact enough for, I think they, they, they pose a challenge to the East in that way. You also have Nashville SC coming back to the Eastern Conference from the Western Conference, and they had one of the best stretches uh, of seasons um, when they played in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference, I do feel, uh, is a bit weaker than the West, um, so it is easier to kind of compete and get top positions in the Eastern Conference. So I think that helps Orlando City in a way that I think, um, you know, if they were in the West, then they'd be battling for that bottom side of the playoffs. Whereas I think they could really logistically, if this team does gel like some of them uh, think they could, uh, this team could be pretty special. And under one year of, you know, kind of this revamp of this team, I think you could see them legitimately fighting for a home playoff spot uh, to start the season. But we'll get into season previews and pre predictions here in a couple of weeks. But before we do that, again, I thought I'd jump on here, talk some preseason, talk about some other guys that were impressive during this preseason. Um, Luca Petrasso, who was uh, a defender for Toronto FC, uh, was acquired in November during a club trade. Um is an exciting piece for that back line. Uh, the left back is going to kind of provide some stability and positions uh, left back. He could, you know, I think he could play anywhere on that back line, um, but he does kind of provide that depth piece that you really need um, to have success and to uh, stay consistent defensively. Again, like I said, Orlando city really did struggle last year defensively. And I think part of that is uh, obviously having players that are healthy, um, that are guys that are going to um, get you 30-some matches, right, played. 
if they played 30 matches, then fantastic. And I think that was something that they relied heavily upon um, and got for the most part with some of these good defensive years that they've had recently. But as years have gone on, you've kind of seen Antonio Carlos and Robin Janssen with dealing with some injuries, uh, dealing with the aging, um, you know, mother, mother uh, father time, about said mother nature, obviously mother nature, because Orlando is pretty awful um, as far as weather, but Dealing with father time, or the father time, Antonio Carlos and Robin Janssen, the older they get, it's going to become more difficult to stay healthy uh, for 30-some games uh, in a season playing over 2,000 minutes and getting the, the kind of run that you need to stay consistent. They gave up 53 goals last year. And just to kind of put that in perspective, the teams above them were not playoff teams. Uh, so, you know, it, it, as far as, like, giving up goals, um, they just didn't provide what they needed. Uh, to really stay on top of this league. I think I want to say FC Cincinnati and inner Miami were the only two teams um, that were competitive last year, um, some playoff teams. And I, I think, you know, Orlando city was comparative to them. And we talked often about how bad inner Miami's um, because I do a, uh, an MLS overall podcast, uh, stateside soccer show. And we talked about how inter Miami and Cincinnati both struggled mightily on defense and you know that this team is you know they cannot survive in the playoffs they cannot do what they need to do to advance um, in the later stages of the playoffs because you've got to be able to defend in this league well Orlando City's right up there with them giving up similar amount of goals FC Cincinnati and Inter Miami both gave up 56 goals and while we only gave up 53 I did feel like Orlando City was not just the stalwart defense that I think they could be if Janssen and Antonio Carlos both stay healthy. So, you know, I, I think Orlando City's got to look at different pieces. You obviously got Kyle Smith. Rodrigo Schlegel is a nice option off the bench, but I don't think he's your starting center backs um, that you really need to kind of uh, propel your uh, team forward. I think he's a nice third option. I think he's great to kind of fill in. He does the job. Uh, well, he's a workman, right? He just likes to get in there and, and kind of muck things up. And I love that. I think you can get, you know, 15 to 20 matches out of him, uh, dependent upon his health as well. As long as, you know, Janssen and Antonio Carlos stay healthy, they'll get 20 matches where he's coming in maybe um, as a sub or, you know, with all the competitions that they are playing in this year, um, which we'll kind of talk about in this episode too. Uh, it, it's important to have that central core and they've got a good core those three can stay healthy so i like the center back pairings and then you add in a guy like luca petrasso you've got kyle smith right you've got mikey holiday who's eventually going to become something that i think orlando city can kind of plug into that starting 11 and with his development become a good piece for that defense so i really do like what orlando city has done defensively Kind of adding into that depth, they've asked, uh, you know, Felipe Martins to kind of come in and shore up that central defensive midfield. Um, could in emergencies play defensively, and I think he's a good defensive player as far as the midfield is concerned. You lose some, I think, with, you know, having to drop Pereira back a little bit further and losing Junior Urso. Um, it's kind of tough because I think Junior is a little bit more uh, defensive minded than Mauricio, but I think. Comparatively speaking, I think they're pretty similar. Um, Mauricio is, I think, is going to is obviously going to create more of kind of that central attacking midfielder um, who's going to, you know, as time has gone on, drop a little bit further back into the midfield. 
um, to give guys like that a chance. Uh, so I think that that's going to be important, kind of looking at the central midfield and kind of how they play defensively because you've got new pieces in that I think are interesting. But I think you also have to consider the fact that, you know, they don't have guys like Perea anymore. They don't have guys like Urso. Uh, so I think that you're looking at a team that is going to kind of try to find the heartbeat of that central, like that spine that goes down the middle of the field. And honestly, the spine's the most important part for this season. Um, if you can get the center backs playing well uh, and healthy, if you can get guys involved like Pereira, um, like, uh, for instance, um, sorry, like uh, Cesar Arujo, um, Arujo, sorry, Arujo, uh, involved uh, Ivan Angulo. Um, I think that, you know, you've got a good team defensively. I think you've got a team that is formidable um, in that central midfield. Um, Cartagena, I, I think as well, um, kind of clogging up the midfield, um, the winger spots. Um, it just, it really depends, I think, on how Oscar is going to play this out. I think from what I had read in the Minnesota game, it looked like they were playing at three in the back, um, which is interesting. I think that's a that's an interesting go at uh, kind of what this lineup is going to look like. I would think it would be four in the back, just, you know, based off of what we had seen last year uh, in the team that, that Oscar oftentimes put out last year. Um, I think this Orlando City side has uh, the ability and the quality to kind of play through their, you know, the attacking wingers, the attacking backs that they're going to have, kind of like a wing back situation possibly um, if they decide to go three in the back and then maybe two wing backs. I don't know. Like, I, I think they've got a lot of options here on what Oscar could do uh, to kind of keep possession and, and be that possession-based team that you want to be attacked from the outside and then come in. Um which I think Facundo is really good at. I think Martino Heda is fantastic at last night. You had some of those instances where he is on, on the sideline running in through uh, the midfield and kind of using that middle of the field space to kind of use the attack and kind of hold up play there. Um, and I think too, Erjan Cara is fantastic. I think that's one of his strengths is, is getting into the midfield and kind of clogging it up, but also, um, you know, making it to where he is a viable option in the attack, getting that ball further up the field and up towards um, kind of that, the midfield mid third um, area and then kind of distributing the ball to one of the attacking wingers that are quick like Martin Ojeda or Facundo Torres. So I think there's a lot of exciting options up front. I think uh, Oscar's kind of playing around with who's going to go where, and you can kind of see that with the lineups that he's selected. It, it also doesn't help that Facundo has been out and kind of, you know, drops into like this new position where um, he's kind of that star player in the in that attack right um because i think you had other options he was coming into the league last year as a new piece uh, and i think that that's something that they'll definitely be looking forward to um this season to kind of get started but uh and then on the second match they got jack lynn in for air john cara um they had rookie shaq mohammed starting in place for facundo torres um wilder cartanega or cartagena sorry i always mix that darn name up um rodrigo schlegel and abdi salim started in front of pedro Cajese, which again is kind of that front three then you had that ivan angulo and luca Petrasso as those wing backs uh while cesar arajo um, also started in the defensive midfield with mauricio Pereira, uh mohammed and ojeda up into the attacking numbers in behind uh or jack len so um yeah, I, I think they are. They're just playing with different options. I kind of, 
it's funny because uh, my co-host who I do the podcast uh, Stateside Soccer Show with that's presenting uh, my Orlando City, it's going to be found on the feed. We talked about the fact that the union are kind of in that same way as a union fan. So we talked about how the union are kind of playing around with this idea of three in the back, two wing backs, you know, because you, you allow yourself to get creative defensively. You've got three really solid players in that back line. And I could totally see, you know, Orlando city doing something like that, employing something along the lines that have, you know, guys like, uh, a Shackma or sorry, no, Shackma, uh, having a Regal Schlegel or a Cartagena or, uh, you know, Ryan Smith, you know, in that back line, along with Antonio Carlos Janssen, um, you know, if you mix Schlegel in there together in front of Pedro with some wing backs such as Ivan uh, and Luca, I, I think you've got some really, really good, interesting options there. And I, and I, I hope Orlando City is good with kind of experimenting. That's what, uh, you know, preseason is all about. It's something that I wish I could see, right? Um, because, you know, that's something that MLS, I think, has missed out on is the fact that these preseason matches give us a glimpse into what the manager's thinking, right? It gives us a little bit more understanding of the development of young players, how this season is going to kind of come together. What is Oscar Pereja on, you know, February 4th thinking? What is this team going to look like? You know, how is this team going to go forward? How are we going to compete? Uh, and how are we going to kind of gel? Where do these players belong? What are the positions could these guys kind of form into? You know, I, I think that that's something that MLS is missing. So not being able to see these two matches has been brutal um, just because we haven't been able to see how good this team looks or how they're gelling or what might happen. So I think that's something um, that we're definitely looking forward to. Hopefully Apple TV plus uh, can kind of do that. But I think next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about Apple TV plus, but if you don't have it, you can subscribe now. It is fully launched. It is beautiful. They've got drones footage of the stadiums. They've got team profiles, club profiles. They talk about the wall. Um, they talk about the traditions of Orlando city. They talk about Kaka. They talk about, um, you know, Adrian Heath and his development of the team to kind of get this expansion team up off the ground um, it really is a beautiful product. Orlando City uh, is well represented as all the other MLS teams, and I think it's only going to get better. So I am really excited about the direction of Apple TV Plus and what it can provide. But off that, um, you know, I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, they allow us to see these preseason games just because it gives us a better insight on how our team's doing and what we can be excited for. So come on, Apple, let's do it. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about another player that has joined us since we last talked, um, and I, I think uh, a player that's really been impressive over these first couple of matches um, in the way that he's played. He scores in his first match as an Orlando City player, and again, we're talking about Dagur Don Thorholtsen. Um, that is a difficult name to say. You'll hear us say Dugger Dan, Da Dogger. I'm sure all sorts of things, um, but... Uh, Dagur Dan has been phenomenal. He scores in his first match. If you haven't seen a goal, it's against Minnesota United. Um, scores from outside the box. It's a beauty. Uh, kind of tucks it away up in the top left-hand corner of uh, the net and got Orlando City uh, a 2-0 win over uh, the Loons. And the midfielder was fantastic. I think that, you know, people were worried and concerned about maybe his strength and, you know, the physicality of the league. Can he adjust? Um, there's a couple of highlights actually in the second game 
or Dogradoon, uh, Dogradoon. <laughs> I'm going to call them all sorts of things because I can't get it done. Dogradan. Uh, there's a couple of highlights where you can see him getting brushed off the ball by defenders and it's not easy for them to brush him off. So, you know, I think he's aware of the physicality. Um, he has played for the Norwegian first team, the senior team before he's made a couple of caps now um, with, uh, or sorry, not Norwegian, uh, Icelandic uh, November 6th. He actually got uh, a game against Saudi Arabia. Um, he broke into that team last year in 2022. Um, and the Icelandic midfielder looks great. I think that he's got some really good skills for a younger player. Uh, I think he's going to add to the versatility in that midfield, uh, which is really nice. I think there's a, a couple of positions that he could play, you know, whether it's going to be that attacking 10 or it's going to be kind of deeper lying in that midfield. I, I could even see him playing some outside uh, attacking positions if needed. Um, I think he's a great box to box player. I think he defends pretty well and he's pretty physical. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people are like, is he going to be physical enough? Uh, and I think he is. I think he's going to have happen to, you know, really healthy attack and the defense. So really looking forward to that. Um, and honestly, like I, I think Farhalton is uh, somebody that is probably on the French, kind of like that Vandervater where he, he gets, you know, 30 minutes a match, 45 minutes sometimes, depending on, uh, you know, health. He's going to play in a lot of these competitions just because there's a lot of them this year. Um, but Dagradan is uh, – somebody I think that this Orlando city team is going to be really keen on. And I think possibly could work his way into a starting 11 position eventually. But um, I think it's going to take a year of development. I don't know if he's quite ready, um, but as time goes on, I think he's going to get used to this league and playing here um, rather than, uh, you know, kind of a European style. So really interested in that. Um, and he's actually the thumbnail of this uh, here this year podcast, huh? Uh, for this episode, so uh, yeah, if you haven't seen his goal, it's a phenomenal goal, uh, precision, beautiful, tucks it away in the back left hand corner of the net, um, and it's just a, a great start to his Orlando City career. Uh, again, Martino Heda, fantastic in his uh, game on Saturday, uh, which uh, really kind of shows the talent that he has. But then also another really exciting – my cat's attacking me. my A really exciting piece, uh, the 2023 first-round pick, Duncan McGuire. Uh, and if you don't remember, Duncan McGuire is uh, the center forward that they got that played at Creighton, and he set uh, a uh, he set a single-season record with 23 goals at Creighton and led last year's uh, Division One soccer NCAA in goals with 23 as well. So – they get a guy that scores. They get a guy with experience. Um, and honestly, I thought Duncan looked phenomenal in uh, the clips that I saw. He's very physical. He's a big guy, 6'1", uh, about 200 pounds. So he's a big brute force. He's strong. You can tell he's built pretty well, uh, pretty athletic, pretty uh, swift on his feet. And his finishing is clinical. Like I, If you go and watch some of the highlights that, uh, back in Creighton, you really do see his ability to kind of find space and kind of bully guys. He reminds me a little bit of Daryl DK in the fact that he's just so brutally strong and physical that he's going to, he's going to adjust to this league. So I think with Mohammed and Duncan McGuire, I think Orlando city legitimately got two draft picks that could play in this league. So uh, I, I think that's thrilling. That is something that we've been waiting for a long time. 
you know, to get young players in here that are going to stick with this club. And like Daryl, you know, played extremely well and, and gotten his deserved moved uh, to West Bromwich Albion um, and also played uh, over there uh, on loan. So I think with Duncan, I think that it's going to be a little bit more of progression and growth, uh, whereas I think uh, Muhammad's going to be a lot quicker just because of, I think, the abilities are there more so than uh, I think Duncan, but Duncan's got the ability to score, right? And you, you don't, you can't teach that, that knows for the goal. So um, I, I'm excited to kind of see what Duncan does and how he kind of infuses into this team. Obviously, he's not going to overthrow your Giancara, uh, but I do think he's a legitimate second option up top, which is a really exciting for a team that I that for so long has struggled to find a consistent number nine option. And and last year started to kind of find one. But again, I think the, the jury's kind of still out on Air John Carr if he can be that number nine that's going to be the difference maker in this league. So really looking forward to those two players playing as well. But yeah, I, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Um, Oscar Pereja, uh, we got one more thing after this, but Oscar Pereja said that he's excited about this team, excited about the explosiveness that they have in attack finally with three of the DP players, obviously guys that you throw your whole eggs in the basket in kind of players. Um, and I think that the eggs are really good eggs. I think that all three of them, Air John Cara, uh, people always say, you know, Air John did not have – a great season last year. He, you know, he didn't really adjust as well as he should have. He didn't play, you know, up to the the potential that I think some of the people that thought that he would, but the guy ended up getting 11 goals last year. So <laughs> if that's not playing up the level, just imagine that level it's 15, 20 goals. I mean, th- th- this is going to be a special team. I think uh, with Facundo Torres adding nine goals, a bunch of assists last year. And then you throw in an option like Martino Ada. I think that they've got one of the scariest attacks. They definitely, and this has been unanimous across the MLS board. Everybody's agreed on this fact that they've had the number one offseason amongst any team. I think they had to because of how much they lost. But I think in that you see the Wilfs willing to spend money. You see them willing to scout and keep, you know, that idea that Moosey is kind of incorporated into this team where they're scouting great players from these South American leagues, and it's proven to be fantastic. I think it's a great place to land if you're from South America because uh, Orlando and Florida are heavily influenced by the Latin culture, and it makes you feel at home. It makes you feel comfortable. The weather is beautiful. Um, the city's beautiful. There's a lot to do. Keeps young guys entertained, but also is not a distracting distraction, you know? So uh, I think that the, the the ability to kind of flourish and grow is, is tremendous. Um, we didn't really talk about this, but Facundo Torres uh, was linked to Arsenal before the transfer uh, deadline kind of went and went and, or came and gone. Um, it was like a week before that he, the links were kind of uh, loud, but as the time went on, it, it was pretty quiet because Arsenal was they were doing some other biddings. Um, uh, Jorginho was one, but. I know that they have their eyes on Facundo Torres and with the link uh, that the MLS has with Arsenal, I think that you're, you're liable to see that that actually comes to fruition next year. Um, I do think Facundo doesn't make it through next year. Uh, I think, or sorry, doesn't make it to next year. I think over the, the, the next winter window, I think you see Facundo Torres on the move. Cause I do think he's that special kind of player. I think he's here all season though. Martino Heda, he'll be here all year, I believe. Uh, Air Giancara as well. So you're not really concerned about a lot of European moves uh, with some of these guys. So that's exciting as they approach those summer months where they've got a lot of the young core still together. But 
as much turnover they had, I was kind of concerned about Orlando City. Once they started making these signings, though, and along with some of the players that played extremely well last year, I think that you're looking at a team that if gelling together uh, happens and, and they do play extremely well together and they kind of are a cohesive unit and the attack, which I think is something, and the defenders stay healthy, this is easily a top four team. Uh, if not, if we struggle defensively still, if we have inconsistencies with the attack and not able to score goals, Air Jankara is not what we thought, then I could see this team fighting for a playoff spot. So uh, those are kind of the expectations. I'll give you my direct uh, predictions because we'll kind of do like a preview-ish prediction show uh, on this show in particular. Um, but you can also listen to Stateside Soccer Show and get the whole rundown of what we believe. But I can kind of tell you where I think that this team will land. Right now, I'm kind of giving you that window of that, like, top four is where we should expect to be. Um, but I, I could see realistically where we're fighting for a playoff spot as well. And we'll kind of get into that more as the preseason kind of goes on. But one last thing. Um, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but Orlando City did get uh, drawn against the Houston Dynamo and Santos Laguna in the League's Cup. Top two teams get out of this group. We should get out of this group. I'm not sure we can beat Santos Laguna uh, in the League's Cup, but um, Houston is definitely a team that's uh, regressed, and they were awful last year. So I, I do believe that Houston should be a wooden spoon contender this year. Um, and I think Orlando city should finish second because it will be very difficult to play against, against a, a Santos Laguna team. Um, that is one of the top league MX teams, uh, in the, uh, the league. So, uh, I think Orlando city's got a good chance in league's cup, but as these cups approaches, we'll talk a little bit more about that. We also have champions league because we did win the U S open cup. We do play. Um, why am I blanking? Oh no. It's not Pumas. It's Tigres. We do play Tigres uh, in a two-leg match. We start in uh, Mexico, which is not ideal, <laughs> uh, against the Tigres team that uh, their fan base is very passionate. It's going to be very loud, and I don't see us playing uh, up to par against them just because of how early it is in the season. But we'll talk a little bit about Champions League as well. We'll talk a little about U.S. Open's Cup. But for now, those things are kind of on the back burner just because MLS season is about to start. Just wanted to give you a rundown on who Orlando City drew as far as uh, the League's Cup was concerned. So, again, that's going to be the competition that's added back into the mix this year. And I'm excited about it just because I've never really seen it in its full-blown glory. Um, we all haven't. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited covering this league. It's my third time, third year around covering the, the overall league. Um, first year covering MLS uh, as far as Orlando City is concerned. But third year Sorry, third year covering MLS, first year covering Orlando City. So, again, really excited, really pumped for the 2023 season. I think Orlando City's got some great talent, some great signings, probably the best offseason that uh, an MLS club has seen, um, to be quite frank. Uh, I think that it's something that we should be proud of as a fan base. This family seems to be willing to spend the money, invest the money on the team itself, the city and you know the practice facilities and everything else so i think that we're headed in the right direction and honestly i'm pumped I, I can't be more excited i don't believe so definitely definitely follow along this season if you're interested uh but if you have listened to my long-winded talk uh again i'm interested in somebody else joining the podcast so if you know anybody that's interested in talking orlando city i would always welcome a, a co-host just because 
it's 45 minutes and my my mouth is dry. I talk fast. Um, I need a break sometimes. So I'd love to have somebody kind of interject, give me some opposing views, um, maybe a little bit more knowledge on Orlando City that I, you know, just starting to cover the team. So a little bit more knowledge there. Um, pronunciation of team player names because theirs are awful. I'm awful at that. Um, but yeah, thanks. If you have listened, if you're interested, shoot me over a message. Uh, I'd be glad to talk to you about joining me on this podcast. I'm excited about getting started. This show is presented by Stateside Soccer Show. If you're interested in all things MLS, go to Stateside Soccer Show on Twitter or at Stateside Show. And we are City Beautiful SC, an Orlando City podcast. We are at City Beautiful 13. And right now, that's all you really need to know. YouTube, I am on YouTube. Sorry. You can, uh, if you type in City Beautiful SC and Orlando City podcast, we will, of course, pop up. Um, even if you typed in City Beautiful SC, Orlando City, you'd probably get us. But um, that's where we are currently. You can find us anywhere that you find podcasts as well. Um, but Twitter is the only one that I'm currently running. I don't have Facebook or Instagram really going just yet, but eventually will once I have some time to kind of sit down and do those. But Thanks for listening. If you have listened, if you have listened in the past, really appreciate the support so far. Let me know in the show notes how it's going. Give us some reviews, like, subscribe, uh, all those fancy things. And we look forward to speaking to you guys again. I will have an episode next week to kind of cover some of these preseason games. Uh, we're now going to get back into the weekly routine. Last week, I did not do an episode because there just wasn't enough to talk about for substance. But now, that we're fully into free season mode. We are going full fledged and I uh, really look forward to talking to you guys weekly on a weekly basis and maybe even more. So look forward to talking to you guys again. Thanks for listening and we will see you again next week. Go Lions.